Hello, and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. I believe God has something. I believe the message today that God put in my heart is setting us up for this week. And so if I've ever had a message where I want you to like tune in as your pastor and to listen to what I believe God has put on my heart for Destiny Church, today's one of those days, online or in the room, just hear what the Lord is saying to us. Before we dive in, I want to pray over us, all right? Father, I just want to ask you today to be in this room. God, you can sense just in the atmosphere that something is happening at Destiny Church. And God, I believe that the message you've put in my heart for today is directly from you for this time and for this season. And I believe you have, almost like you have things attached to this sermon. So God, I ask that you would give me clarity today as I preach. Give all of us ears to hear this message. In your name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Hey, let's dive in here. Today we're concluding our series called Transform. Um, But remember, this isn't just a series. This is our word or our theme for the year. This would be our mandate. And the past couple of weeks, I've talked to you about prayer and fasting. And Pastor Pastor Steve did a great job communicating to us last week. And today, I want to continue with this idea of prayer and fasting. I believe. 2021 has the potential to be a special year for our church, but I believe it also has potential to be a special year for your family and for this city. And what I want to do, even with this series and with this theme and this word for the year, but today's message is I want to prepare you for what God wants to do. I want to set you up for success. I want you to get the most out of your faith in 2021. I want you to get the most out of what God has for you this year. And as I've been telling you the past couple of weeks, if 2021 is going to be the best year of your life, I believe it's going to be the best year of your life because it ended up being the best year of your life spiritually. And I believe that prayer and fasting is one of the ways we supercharge what God wants to do in our lives. I want you to hear me. Not just prayer and fasting for 21 days and then back to our normal routine. 21 days is great, but that's not all we need to pray. I'm calling Destiny Church to prayer daily and fasting throughout the year where God is going to supercharge and do things. And I believe these two spiritual disciplines, prayer and fasting, are the way we build a strong foundation for our lives and for 2021 to be built upon. So if you have your Bible, I want to preach to you today from a pretty well-known passage of Scripture that talks about prayer and fasting. And I believe that God has given some insight into this that I believe will help us see transformation in our lives If you have your Bible, look to Matthew chapter 17, and we're going to spend from 14 to verse 21 today. We're going to spend all of our time in there, and I want to start verse 14. 
And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, listen to this, Lord, have mercy on my son. He is an epileptic and he suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. Now, parents, I want you to imagine this story. Imagine that something is terribly wrong with your son or your daughter, and they continue to find themselves in tragic circumstances and situations or possibly even deadly scenarios. And I know some of you, when you read something like that or when you hear imagine your child in a deadly scenario, you say, I imagine that every time they get behind the wheel, you know. But imagine your child being in this situation. Imagine possibly the hopelessness and the despair of this father. So the dad thinks, hey, I've heard of this man named Jesus. I've heard these stories of this man and his disciples who are going around and healing people. I'm going to go and see if I can find one of them. That's what we see happening. Look at verse 16. It says, so I brought him to your disciples. And something we need to remember here or even something we need to learn here is this. Remember, um, or maybe you're hearing this for the first time, at this point in time when we find Jesus and the disciples in Matthew chapter 17, Jesus had already been sending out the disciples two by two. They had already been going throughout the land healing and casting out demons. They had already been doing this, so this doesn't seem like this should be something that is too difficult. They've already seen miracles, not only performed by Jesus, but they've performed miracles themselves. And so Jesus is sending them out there doing these miracles. This man finds, I don't know, does he find one disciple, two, does he find all of them? I don't know. But it says he brings the boy to the disciples, and listen to it, it says, but they could not cure him. You have to remember, you need to picture this. The disciples have already, with their own hands, healed people. They've already cast out demons, yet we find them in this situation unable to bring healing, unable to bring a miracle. All of a sudden, they find themselves in a situation where the power and the authority that they have known from Jesus is not working. I want to ask you a question. Have any of you ever been at this place where you felt like God was moving and doing great things in your life and then one morning it's like you wake up and there's no power there. Have you ever had one of those seasons in your life where you just feel like God is answering every single one of your prayers, your spiritual life is good, great things are happening. I mean, it's just like everywhere you go, you encounter God, it's just like fresh revelation. You read the Bible, you hear God speak, you pray, you see God move, you pray for sick people, you see me alive. I mean, I've, I've had those moments in my life where it's just like, man, God is doing great things. And then one morning, it's like you wake up, you didn't do anything different today than you did yesterday but you can't find Jesus it's like you've hit a spiritual wall it's like there is no hope it's like you you read the Bible and the words like bounce off the ceiling at you you pray and and your prayers bounce off the ceiling have any of you could any of you say man I've experienced times like that would you raise your hand it's like I've encountered God and then he just wasn't there well I believe Jesus gives us some clues as to what the problem is and what the solution for this is in this story in Matthew chapter 17. Listen to what he says, verse 17. And how many, uh, let me just, how many of you guys will just give me a little bit of permission to just kind of be bold and straightforward today? Can we do that? 
Can we just kind of preach the word as the word says it and not try to kind of water it down a little bit? We okay with that? Good. Glad you are. All right. Verse 17. So listen, remember, you've got to remember this. The disciples, Jesus is talking to the disciples here. They have been healing people, casting out demons. They find this boy that they cannot cure. Listen to what Jesus says to them. Oh, faithless and perverse generation. So what's the problem? Faithlessness and perversity. Faithless and perverse generation. Continue on, verse 17. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring the boy to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. So good news is the boy is healed by Jesus. But Jesus, in this story here, I believe he deals with problems that all of us face. Sometimes we hit a wall spiritually. Sometimes we need breakthrough in our lives and we don't know what to do. Sometimes we need a miracle. Sometimes we need an answer. Sometimes we need hope. And we had hope yesterday and we got an answer yesterday, but I'm not getting an answer today. What's going on? And Jesus speaks straightforward and direct to the disciples. When I think about this story, I think about um, how many of you have ever dieted or worked out? Raise your hand. Time of year, probably most of you would say that. But anyway, dieted or worked out. How many of you in the midst of that diet or that workout, you just feel like, man, I'm shedding weight, I'm getting in shape, great things are happening in my body, and then you wake up one day and you, get, you didn't eat different, you actually ate the same and you gained a pound, and now you're working out and nothing's happening. Nothing's changing. You can't lose weight. You're not getting any stronger on the machines or whatever it might be you're doing. What I've heard people say is when you find yourself at that, you've hit a wall in your body and you have to change your routine. I think sometimes maybe this is what happens spiritually. We've been doing things and we're seeing success, but now we need some change. Now we need to go to the next level. And I think that's what's happening here. Remember, Jesus is speaking straightforward to the disciples and he says, um, the problem is, Twofold, faithless and perverse. And I want to look at these today. Number one, faithless. What is faithless? Let me start with this. When I have faith, I'm connected to God. Right? When I have faith, I'm connected to God. But when I'm faithless, I'm not connected to God. When I have faith, I'm connected to God. But when I'm faithless... I'm not connected to God in the way I maybe want to be or need to be. In other words, I'm not believing the right things. Or I'm not believing the truth. I'm not seeing God for who he truly is. I'm looking at life and the world through the wrong set of lenses. And when I look at the world, when I'm disconnected from my faith, I find things, I find the image of God to be distorted. And I don't see God as clearly as when I have faith. Why? Because I'm looking through the wrong set of lenses. And when I'm disconnected from God, when I'm disconnected from my faith, I find that my faith is weak. And listen, when my faith is weak, I begin to find it's hard to see God move in my life. When I go to God in prayer and yet I don't believe that God is going to answer my prayer because I'm struggling in my faith, it seems that it's more difficult to have my prayers answered. So faith 
is a key. And I believe that's where many of us find ourselves today in our spiritual walk. We're struggling to have our prayers answered. Many of us today are, we've hit a wall spiritually. Many of us today, we find ourselves disconnected from God. We're struggling in our faith. And so Jesus looks at the disciples who have been casting out demons and healing the sick, and now they can't heal this little boy. And Jesus looks at them and says something that really, if you just kind of just read through it quickly, it just baffles you. He says, you're faithless. But these are the disciples. And I know a lot of us, when we hear this today, and I, and I challenge us with this word of being faithless, you say, but I'm a Christian. Listen, you can be a Christian and on your way to heaven, but weak and struggling in your faith. And we're wondering, why aren't my prayers being answered? Why isn't God hearing me? Why am I hitting a wall spiritually? It's because your faith is weak. Why isn't God healing my body? Your faith is weak. And God is wanting to renew and energize faith. So he's speaking to the disciples and he says, you're, you're faithless. But what he's saying is you're disconnected from the source. Who's the source? The source is Jesus. But that's not the only thing that Jesus said. He said, you're faithless and you're perverse. Well, what is perverse? Well, if faithless is I'm not connected to God... And perverse is this, I'm too connected to the world. Faithless, I'm not connected to God. Perverse, I'm too connected to the world. So not only am I not buying into the right things, not only am I believing lies, I'm not connected to God as much in my faith as I want to be or need to be, but just as bad, I'm perverse. I'm too connected to the world. I'm literally so connected to the world that it's impacting what I believe. I want you to hear me today. Some of you are so connected to the world that it's impacting what you believe about God. It's impacting what you believe about yourself. And it's impacting what you believe about your circumstance. And I want you to hear me today. There is stuff in our lives. And hear me today. And hear the word of the Lord to Destiny Church. We're wondering why are we hitting a wall spiritually? Or why are we not able to press through? Or why am I not able to see God move in my life? Or why am I not able to get God to hear me? Or why am I not able to hear God in the word? It's because I'm faithless, but I'm also perverse. What I'm meaning by this is we have stuff in our lives. And hear the word of the Lord that is diluting and polluting our faith in God. Do you hear me? Do you hear the word of the Lord today? We have stuff in our life that is diluting our faith and it's polluting our relationship with God. Some of us were binging on Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime and HBO Max and YouTube. And listen, I'm, I'm not against binge watching a good TV show. There's something about laying on the couch and just saying, I am going to shut my brain off for a couple of hours. Listen, I'm not talking about that. But listen to me, here's what I believe the Lord is saying. Some of you are binge-watching things on TV and you're programming your mind, listen to me, with things that you know that you should not be watching. 
Some of you are allowing television shows into your home and you're wondering, why is my son or my daughter acting the way they are? Listen, I'm a firm believer that some of the things that we are allowing to come into our homes and we're calling them entertainment are actually demonic and they are messing with your sons and they're messing with your daughters and they're messing with your marriage and they're messing with your faith and it's perverse and we're too connected to the world. Hello? I know this isn't the popular message. But listen, this is what God's saying. And I believe that many of us are at this place where we're saying, Pastor Chad, I have things in my life that I need God to answer. Why isn't he moving? I'm too connected to the world. Oh, faithless and perverse generation. Maybe we're not watching things, but maybe we're overfeeding our soul and our spirit with news and social media and screen time, and we're not spending any time with the, with the Lord. We're too connected to the world, and it's distorting how we see God. I'm too connected to the world. And how many of you know, it's real hard to disconnect from the world. It's hard. So let's be honest today, we all struggle with both of these things at one time or another in our life. There's times, and this is probably where some of you find yourself today, where you're too connected to the world. You're wondering, why is God not healing my marriage? It's because you're too connected to the world. Or maybe you're here today and you're saying, you know what, Pastor Chad, I'm not connected to the world, but there's times when our faith is weak for a variety of reasons, and we find ourselves disconnected from God. Why isn't God answering my prayer? Because you're disconnected from your faith. And if you want to know what I believe, I believe these two things go hand in hand. I believe if I'm too connected to the world in any way, it's going to impact my faith in a negative way. Let me say it again. If I'm too connected to the world in any way, shape or form, it's going to impact my faith in a negative way. Let me say it like this. When I'm too connected to the world, when I'm perverse, it disconnects me from God and I find myself faithless. When I'm too connected to the world, I find myself disconnected from God and I find myself faithless. So let me ask you this question this morning. Is there a place in your life where you find yourself faithless? not believing God or not as much as you want to or need to, not as connected to Him? Is there a place in your life where you find yourself faithless? Or another way we could say it is this, or is there another area of your life where you're too perverted, you're too connected to the things of this world? Maybe you've got both of them going on. Listen, if you ever find yourself in a place that you feel like something is missing, if your prayers aren't being answered, if you feel as if you've hit a wall spiritually, you need to ask yourself, am I struggling in one of these two areas or am I struggling in both? Am I faithless? Am I perverted? What's going on in my life? But I don't want to just give you this and just kind of leave you with that today and say, hey, go deal with it. I want to give you the solution. We know from earlier in the story that Jesus healed the boy, right? We know that Jesus took care of it, Jesus healed him, but there's more to this story. So Jesus heals the boy, and then he begins to teach his disciples. So he says, here's the problem, but here's the solution. So I want us to look at the end of this story, and I, and I want to see. Jesus shows us the problem as we looked at, faithless and perverse, but then he points to the solution. And I believe if we will grab a hold of these two things, these two things will transform our lives. I believe if we will grab a hold of this solution, listen to me, this will transform your life. Let's pick it back up, verse 19 and 21. 
Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and they said, why could we not cast it out? Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. For surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. And here's what the Lord has put in my heart. Some of you are facing a mountain today. Some of you have some things in your life, some circumstances that are bigger than you and you need a breakthrough. You need a mountain to be moved. You need a miracle to happen in your finances, in your marriage, in your health. You desperately need God to do something in your life. And I want to push pause right here and I want us to actually pray about something right now. We all know that COVID is running rampant um, in our world. We actually, have, you saw this, maybe some of you saw this on social media last night. We have a 10-year-old boy from our Marshfield campus. Um, it was our kids pastor. Um, she's, she, took, she stepped out of leading kids at our Marshfield campus to homeschool her children. And she has four of them. And their oldest, his name is Hollis. He's 10 years old. And they rushed him to the emergency room last night with COVID. And it is attacking his heart. And they have put him in PICU, and he needs a miracle. And so I want us to pray about that right now. Can we do that right now? I wanted to do that earlier, but I was just reminded of that. Can we pray for Hollis right now that God will heal him? Um, Father, right now, we pause in this service, and we ask you to touch Hollis Day. He needs a miracle in his body, and you and you alone can do that. So, Father, we pray that you reach down today in that PICU unit and touch him and heal him and bring hope and faith to his body and to his family. And we believe it, and he receives it. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. So some of you right now, you need a mountain moved. God's calling. You better answer. Some of you, you need a mountain moved in your life right now. You need a breakthrough. But some of you are sitting here today, and you're saying, you know what, Pastor Chad, my life is good right now. I don't need a breakthrough in my life right now, maybe, but maybe tomorrow you will. Maybe tomorrow you'll face something where you need a breakthrough. And you're going to need the faith of a mustard seed to move a mountain. Tomorrow, next, the next day, next week, next year, today. But you're going to need the faith of a mustard seed to move this mountain. You're going to need faith to see breakthrough in your life. You're going to need faith to see freedom in your life. You're going, to see, you're going to need faith to see prayers answered. And listen to me, when you read this scripture, it shows us, I don't have to have huge faith. I don't have to have huge faith. I have to have mustard seed faith. Well, what's mustard seed faith? Well, mustard seed is the smallest seed. It's the smallest herb-bearing plant, but it's a fast-growing seed. So I need to have faith, but I need to have faith that is growing. So what I want to close with today is how do I get faith that is moving forward? How do I get faith that is growing? How do I deal, pastor, with the unbelief in my life? Jesus gives us the answer in verse 21. Let's look at it. However, this kind, so again, he's speaking back to what was happening with this boy. This kind was bigger than anything they faced. 
Some of you are facing a mountain that's bigger than anything you've faced before. Some of you have a problem in your life, um, you need an answer in your life for something, and you've been praying, and you've been praying, and you've been praying, you're wondering, God, why aren't you hearing me? God, why aren't you healing me? God, why aren't you moving in my marriage? God, why aren't you moving in my faith? Listen, we've come up against something that is bigger than us, and you're trying to strategize against it, you're trying to have conversations about it, but God says that's not the way to do it. Some of you are saying, I'm praying the way I used to pray, I'm believing the way I used to believe, I'm reading my Bible, I'm journeying, and God is saying, no, you're in a new time and a new season and a new level, and it's a new way to do things. That's what I really believe that God is saying. You've come this far, and your faith has been good, but you're up against something today that's bigger than you. What am I going to do? Am I going to retreat? Am I going to shrink back? Am I going to stop believing God? Am I going to let my faith be weakened? Or am I going to push through this mountain and go to the next level? Why? I want to go to the next level. And so God is speaking here, however, this kind is something that's bigger than you. He says, this does not go out except by what? By prayer and by fasting. Listen, sometimes you need to change the way you pray. Over the last few months, God has totally revolutionized the way I pray. And I'm loving it. Because I feel myself moving to new levels as I pray different. You can help me know you can find yourself stale in your prayer life. And that's where I found myself. I was like, God, I'm praying, but God, I don't hear you. You're not there. And so I've changed. I'm doing less talking and a lot more listening. But not only do we have prayer, we have fasting. There's two problems, faithless and perverse. But I believe God gives us the answers to deal with those two things. Let's look at it. One problem was faithless. Remember, faithless is I'm not connected to God in the way I want or need to be. So how do we deal with faithlessness? Ready for it? The answer is prayer. How do I deal with weak faith? I go to prayer. What is prayer? Remember a couple weeks ago I said prayer is all the ways which we communicate and commune with God. Another way we could say that is prayer connects us to God. Faithlessness disconnects us from God. Prayer connects us. To God. Prayer connects us to God. F prayer counteracts faithlessness in our lives. The more time, I want you to hear me today, the more time I spend with God in prayer, the more my faith will grow. And the more time I spend with Him, the more familiar with Him I get, and the more confident in Him I become, the more my faith grows. So how do I get my faith to grow? I get on my knees, I find a prayer spot, and I spend time with God. And I listen, and I let Him build back my faith. Prayer connects us to God. The less time I spend with God, the less I believe, and the more I find myself weakened in my faith, and I find myself faithless. More time with God, more faith. Less time with God, faithless. What do you want? I need a prayer answered. Then dig into prayer. Don't retreat from prayer. Don't pray less. Don't get angry at God. Don't say God's not answering. Okay, God, I'm going to change the way I pray. I'm going to dig in more. Prayer connects us to God. I want you to catch this. I hit on this in week one, but I want to remind you, we don't pray as a checklist. What do I mean by that? Well, this is what a lot of us do. We come into our prayer time with God with our agenda. Here's my list. And we throw it out to God. And we pray over everything. All right, God, here's my agenda. Would you get on board with it? That's not how we pray. 
That's not how we pray. That's not, that's not how we get alone with God and spend time with Him. No, what prayer is, is we, we spend time with God in prayer to strengthen our relationship with God and to build our faith. Because the more time I spend with Him, the more my faith is built, and I find myself moving from faithless to faith-filled. Let me say it again. The more I spend time with God, the more I find myself moving from faithless to faith-filled. What do I do? I need to spend time with God in prayer. Why? Because it strengthens my faith and it builds my confidence and my trust in God and it strengthens my relationship. And I believe when we begin to move from faithless to faith-filled and we don't retreat in prayer but we push through in prayer, that's when transformation and breakthrough starts to happen. But remember, it wasn't just prayer. Jesus didn't say, hey, the answer to this is prayer. He says prayer and fasting. I think fasting is really a forgotten spiritual discipline. And we do it 21 days. I want you to hear me. We say we're doing it 21 days, but we're like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast coffee. And I know coffee is real important to some of us, but but I believe there's a little more depth to fasting than I'm going to fast coffee. And please hear me, if that's what you're doing, I'm not trying to put anybody down, but I, I feel like some of us, we're running into walls and we're trying to get God to answer prayers, but we're offering up as little of ourselves as we have to offer up and hoping God will move anyway. If you want God to move in your life, then dig into prayer and fasting. So so. What does fasting do? Well, before I get there, remember the other problem. The problem was perverse. What's perverse? I'm too connected to the world. I'm consuming too much of the world and it's polluting me. So Jesus gives a solution to perversity. What is it? Fasting. What does fasting do? Here's what fasting does. I want you to hear it. You ready for it? If perverse is I'm too connected to the world, fasting disconnects us from the world. Fasting disconnects us from the world. Prayer connects us to God. Fasting disconnects us from the world. Now, let me help you understand real quick what fasting is not. Just real quick, three things. Fasting is not punishment from God. All right? I know a lot of us think this is punishment. God is not punishing you. What is fasting? God wants you to get rid of distractions so your relationship with him can grow. Number two, and this one, don't throw stones at me because you're going to think this is heresy when I say it. But fasting is not sacrificing for God. What do you mean by that, Pastor Chad? I, I think fasting is a sacrifice. Well, it is, but it's a sacrifice for you. It's not a sacrifice for God. God doesn't win when you fast. You win. God doesn't change when you fast. You change. So fasting is not a sacrifice for God. It's a sacrifice for you. Another one, third one this today. Fasting is not earning something from God. You don't fast to earn a miracle. You don't fast to get God to answer your prayer. Here's what you do. You fast to position yourself in order to receive transformation. You fast to position yourself in order to receive a miracle. So what is fasting? What is fasting? Well, let me kind of give you some Marriage advice. Who wants some good marriage advice? Anybody want some? All the ladies raise their hands. But anyway, I'm going to give you some good marriage advice that will connect with fasting. How many of you, when you go out on a date with your spouse, 
you spend a big portion of that date on your phone. Oh, I got to answer this text, got to answer this email, this person called, all the kids are this. Can I just give you some good advice? When you go out on a date with your wife or you go out on a date with your husband, do one of two things. Either A, leave all the phones in the car or put them face down or put them on silent or whatever, hide them in your purse somewhere where you can't answer. Why? Because phones are distractions, right? So when you put it aside, it removes distractions. What is fasting? Fasting removes distractions. Fasting disconnects us from the world. It removes the distractions of this world and allows us to reconnect to God. Fasting helps us get rid of the clutter. Fasting disconnects us from the world. Fasting is getting rid of the distractions for a little while so I can focus on the relationship that matters the most. That's what fasting is. Now let me encourage you real fast. Some of you are thinking, well, I thought if I prayed and fasted, I might see miracles. Well, listen, let me say it right here. Never underestimate the power of prayer and fasting. Miracles do happen when you pray and fast. But we don't pray and fast for the miracle. We pray and fast to build our relationship with God and to build our faith. As my faith grows, as I get closer to God, I find myself breaking through and seeing God move mountains. I, I don't fast because I have a checklist of things that I need God to do. God, here's my list. Because listen, that's what I see a lot of us do over the years, is we pray when we need God to move, or we fast when we need God to move, and then we retreat when God answers, and then we find ourselves at another wall. Maybe we find ourselves at less walls if we dug into prayer and fasting more often. Is this good? Is anybody getting anything today? Miracles happen when you pray and fast, not because you earn them, listen to me, but because you positioned yourself closer to God to receive them. That's why I said, I don't want you just to fast 21 days and then go back to your normal routine and say, I'll fast again next year. Because listen, some of you, maybe during this 21 days, man, life is great, you don't need to fast. But listen, some of you might roll up against something in June. Like, man, how do I get this mountain to move? Dig into prayer. Maybe you need to fast for a day. Maybe you need to position yourself for transformation. Maybe you need to position yourself so God can move. And prayer and a fast may be the key to the miracle that you need in your life. So as I wrap up today, let me say this. To see God move in your life in 2021, to experience transformation, you're going to need to disconnect from this world and get connected to God. In other words, we can say it this way. To see breakthrough in your life, to see mountains moved in your life, to see miracles in your marriage, you're going to be, need to be consistent in the disciplines of prayer and fasting. And that's what I'm calling Destiny Church to this week. You say, Pastor Chad, we're in the midst, we're at the tail end of a 21-day fast. I know, but I just feel like the Lord this week just kind of said, Chad, I want you to dig in a little more. I'm calling Destiny Church to dig in a little bit more. Listen to me, I, I really believe that God has something special for Destiny Church in this season. I believe that God has something special for your family, for your life, for my family. I believe that God has something special for our city. But listen, Destiny Church, we found ourselves up against this mountain and this wall in times past. And I feel like maybe sometimes we just haven't pushed all the way through. And I feel like God is calling us to push through and he's taking us 
this year to another level. New authority, new victory, new freedom. But I believe we need to dig in this week to prayer and fasting a little bit more. And so I'm asking all of you to join us this Wednesday night in prayer. I'm asking you to join us Saturday in prayer, 3 o'clock here at the church. I'm asking you to join us 3 o'clock Marshfield at your campus. I'm asking you to join us in prayer Wednesday and Saturday, but not only asking you to pray those two days, I'm asking you to pray every day this week as a family, as an individual, start your time, start your day off with prayer, pray around the dinner table, pray at night, spend time with God in prayer all week long. Take your prayer life to a next level. Stop bringing your list to God saying, God, here's my agenda. Maybe this week you just come into God and say, okay, God, I'm going to listen. But I'm also asking you this week to fast. I'm asking you this week, some of you have been fasting like, hey, I'm just going to, I'm going to fast reading the newspaper, and you haven't read the newspaper in three years anyway. I'm not doing it this, this, 20, no. I'm asking us all to dig into fasting. I'm asking us all, big, big request right here, Wednesday is a whole church fast, where our whole church is fasting. I'm asking you to do that this Wednesday, sun up to sun down. So wake up in the morning, don't eat, don't eat till 5.30. Man, you can have your pizza ordered and picked up at 5.30 and eat it right before you come to prayer, and that's great. Whatever you, a couple weeks ago we, had, we did that. I didn't eat till after prayer, and Tasha's like, what are we doing? I said, I'm going to order some pizza. Let me just say, never order pizza when you're on a full fast, okay? I ordered six pizzas for our family of seven. And I didn't know two of them were even going to show up. So I really ordered six pizzas for five of us. And Tasha picked him up, and she called me, and she said, did you really spend $60 on pizza for us tonight? And I said, yes. And she said, never order pizza when you're fasting again. So anyway, just, a, just free advice right there. But this Wednesday, sun up to sundown, fast. But I'm asking you also, pick one meal every day this week to fast. You say, what are types of fasting? There's a complete fast. What's a complete fast? That's water only water only. There's a partial fast. What's a partial fast? That's like, I'm going to drink juice or broth, you know, or a partial fast might be like some of us do intermittent fasting. When I'm kind of digging into God a little bit more, sometimes I intermittent fast. What do I do there? I won't eat from 7 p.m. to 11 a.m. And I just kind of spend that time in prayer and fasting and things like that. You know, so there's different ways. So you've got a complete fast, a partial fast. Another one you have this week you could do is a Daniel fast. What's a Daniel fast? I'm not going to break that down. You can look online. What is a Daniel fast? And it can tell you it's, it's almost a vegan diet, really. But that's kind of what it is. You can do that. Or there's a fourth kind of fast. There's a soul fast, a social media fast. That's where we disconnect from news and TV and social media. And so this week I'm saying, let's don't just say, well, because a lot of you just say, well, I'm fasting social media. That's great. You've got one part. But also fast something that connects to your body. Fast a meal. Fast two meals. Do a Daniel fast. I'm calling us this week to two levels of fasting, our body and our soul. And I believe when we fast with our body and our soul, we will see transformation take place. All right, let's pray. Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me slash give. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We love you and have a blessed week.